Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krause. I'm Richard Krause, your host. The windows are open, there's a lovely breeze coming in off the bay, so kick back, relax, maybe fix yourself a cocktail, and listen to my conversation with two really super funny guys. Colin Quinn and David Tell are two stand-up comedians who also appear in the new movie Trainwreck. Quinn's a legendary comedian and former Saturday Night Live Weekend Update anchor. He co-stars as Amy's father, a cranky old man with an attitude and eh, maybe a bit of a drug problem. And David Tell is a club veteran. Now you probably know him from a television show, if you stay up late anyway, a television show called Insomniac with David Tell. And he's a really super funny guy, but really kind of got a dark edge about him. Uh, in the movie, he plays a homeless man who talks to Amy every day. I like both these guys a lot. Chatting with them was really fun. We talked about working with Judd Apatow. We talked about Jerry Seinfeld, who's directing Colin Quinn's newest one-man show and how he gets to rehearsal sometimes. We talked about political correctness and comedy. And of course, we talked about the movie Trainwreck. The thing that I like about Judd Apatow's comedies uh, is they feel collaborative to me. As a viewer, as I watch them, they feel collaborative to me, and they feel natural to me. They don't feel like people are reaching out and grabbing the jokes. The, the, it, it does feel to me like the jokes happen kind of organically. They feel different than some other comedies. Is he a different kind of director to work with? Well, we're not really, I mean, we're considered the Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill of the <laughs> We don't really do that much. We're more stand-up guys. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he definitely, I mean, everybody says he is. And, and for us, it's a dream because he lets you play. Yeah. Well, but but you're doing a, a one-man show. And then you've got a director, right. presumably, right? So, but it's I got a director named Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, yeah. More of a director, more more like a, you know, yeah, he's, he's, like a, he's more of a uh, Stalin-esque director. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get to the set? Does he pick you up and you maybe get a cup of coffee? What do you mean? <laughs> well, the best was on my last show, Jerry, uh, one time he, was, he wanted to get in from the ham. He's in the hampers in the middle of the summer also. So he's like, I got to get in. Because he gets obsessive with stuff. This sure. almost like OCD. Next thing you know, there's no way you're going to get in. He choppered in for rehearsal. Always. For <laughs> rehearsal. It's the greatest. <laughs> It's not even his show, it's just directing me. <laughs> Chop it in, so that was badass. That's my idea for a show. Comics in helicopters <laughs> drinking Snapple. Listen, you know, yeah, that, that could cross promotion. <laughs> Snapple. Does so, that kind of blow your mind, or when you hear stuff like that, or is it just kind of like, ah, oh, it's Jerry? Ah. Yeah, that's a blow my mind, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty badass. <laughs> you know, Jerry is like one of the classic joke writers, and that's like, uh, when, you know, we were talking about this movie, and, um, you know, I always like when, when you get to do something. And I've, I've been in like three movies, and, and this movie, I would have to say, was probably the most fun because, you know, you show up and they want you to do something, and then you kind of riff around and you kind of like go for the jokes and, and you keep going until you, until you kind of feel like you got it or until they have to move on to the next scene. And I love that, especially for people who aren't like necessarily classically trained actors. That's the best way to go. And uh, this is the closest character I've ever played of the four characters that I've ever played in movies that is, is so much like me. I think so. The, the homeless guy on the street? Yeah, the homeless guy. <laughs> you said that's him in five years. That's me in five years. That's me after the last season of Last Comic Standing. <laughs> physically and emotionally. Is there a great deal of improv on these sets or no? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, line-wise, Judge just throws out his lines, lets you throw out your lines. He just plays. It's great. Yeah. I mean, for comedians, that's all we care about almost. It's sort of, to us, it's so much about, you know, a lot of people, it's not about the lines with actors, you know, it's about the behavior. But for us, it's also about the words. Yeah. We love it. You know what I mean? So if you come up with something funny in there and you can just feel quiet behind the camera and then when they go cut and everyone starts laughing. Right? Yeah, that's the best. That's the best yeah. for us, you know. Well, it's funny. I saw you at the Comedy Cellar last year. And it was an uh, uh, like a an unannounced set. You just showed up and said, "Hey, I got yeah. some stuff." And you had a notebook, and you came up. Even my announced sets are like that, but, but yeah. But, but it was cool. <laughs> but it was cool though, because it was clear. Because I, I got to see something there I don't get to see very often, which is somebody really working out material, right? right, right. Typically, when I go see stuff, you know, it's, it's done. Right. It's a show. Right. It's right, right. And it was really cool to see, and and the set worked. But you could, I could see the gears turning in your head, and yeah. it was a cool glimpse into what you guys do yeah, on yeah, a daily yeah. way. And when you said it's about the words, yeah, I and, really got that sense. Yeah, and it's so funny because in a lot of a lot of things, it's not about the words, but with stand up, it's so much about the word, the the order of the words yeah. too. And um, and we have to do it that way. It's it's the one field, like it's. I feel like more than any other art form, whatever. It's the audience matters so much, and you have this contentious relationship with them. But they're such a part of it, more than any other. Just. I feel like the musicians, they get in the room and they jam together with yeah, each yeah. other. We need the crowd to jam. You did, yeah. To rehearse. We need the crowd to rehearse. My reaction, because I'm not a stand up, would be get the hell off the stage. Right. Get out of there right. right now. If it's not working, right. go. Right. But you guys don't think that way, right? No. No, I, I, I see it as, uh, you know, I have this thing where it's like three jokes in. Uh, if they didn't like the, I always try and do the new jokes up up top, which is a mistake <laughs> for any of the young comics. Ne never do the newest material up top. Right. But I did it selfishly, so when I have to listen to my horrible tape, at least I can hear the new joke, and I do the rest of that horrible. <laughs> I hate it. So by the third joke, if they're not like rolling with me, then it's like attack mode. Then it's like you know now it's a knife fight, and yeah. uh, that's not the way to be. Okay, that's not the way to be. That's not way, not the way to be. But no, like uh, I I consider Colin kind of like the maker in vampire terms. He's like the maker. I like I used to watch him all the time and just like where he would take it and the tangents he'd go and his his ability to think fast on stage and I think that's like a that that is like the best example of what like the New York comedy scene is at its best and Colin was like the master of that so like the rest of us kind of like all are kind of echo on on that and uh, that's the cool thing about a live show is that like you know when when it's not going well like you said you still have to do the job, and that's what makes it a job, you know? But that's also sometimes where you come up like the most enlightening stuff, you know, in like the tough crowd moment. Have, have, huh. you, have you ever figured out why, I mean, I, I, it's the audience, I guess, but why you can do this essentially the same set two nights in a row and it kills one night and not the next? Yeah, it's either the audience, sometimes you'll say one word differently that just changes the intro to it. Right. Sometimes somebody who, who was on before you talked about a similar thing or the vibe changed mm -hmm. in culture sometimes it's a day like if you went up and said Caitlyn Jenner the day after it happened people are laughing already like oh yeah then they're talking and now if you said it'd be like oh what's the joke yeah you know what do you think about your your pal Jerry's uh, comment about playing colleges and it's just two PC and they're yeah it's been sure. like that for 20 years you, sure. you, you, yeah and so it's it hasn't changed right it's it's gotten if anything it's gotten worse mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine what college was like. Because 20 years ago, they were, they were the way, but the rest of the country's got more PC. Like it's just, it's it wouldn't bother me because people are like, well, we're allowed to live. Fine. People go, we're allowed to not, we're allowed to be offended by stuff. 
but you're not offended by the thought, you're offended by the actual words. And once again, it's depending on who's saying it. So it's like, it's just part of the whole culture, but you know, what are you gonna do? It's tough for me because I was voted uh, funniest guy at the NACA convention. It's the college convention. Like, I get I lost more money at that NACA convention. I know, yeah, it's like it's like a Ponzi scheme where like you pay to go in the college bookers, all these right. kids will come see you right. and then like you're up against like a magician and a faith healer and like a, you know, like I was born with, you know, nine arms, but look at me. I'm tap dancing. I went on at the college convention and it was it was right before Dan Cook broke. Oh. Nobody he went on after me. Literally, I, I bombed so bad. He killed so hard. He got 40 colleges. I, they, the guys that were sponsoring my booth literally didn't even tell me, hey, go to your booth and see if anyone comes over. They didn't even bother. That's how bad it was. <laughs> even high schools would not touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say one thing about the colleges now. Like, for the comic, a college gig is difficult because of like, it used to be like, well, they can't relate because like, you know, they haven't failed at anything yet. Right. But they're, they're raised differently. And like, we call it PC, which is stupid because it really is, that's how they've been raised. That's how we wanted them raised. They have a lot of their own pressures and that's how they're taught. And the sad of it is, is like, they're not better comedy fans because they still laugh at the silliest, corniest right. bit. That the one that you, as a comic, are like, oh, I hate telling them, yeah, but I gotta say something, right. and I need a laugh. So like, they still laugh at that stuff, but uh, you know, everything else is like, you know, a judgment or a groan or like, uh, just like basically indifference if you're lucky. So uh, working at college now, you have to sign like a waiver, like you know, like I will not say this and this right, and this. Right, right. It's like. Like college is now like checking into the world's most boring hotel. Like I promise not to have a party. I promise not to use this word. I promise not to get too drunk. And if I do get drunk, I'll make sure I get home. You know, it's like boring. Well, I, I wonder uh, with all that in mind, your character, the, the homeless character that you play in the thing, I yes. love uh, near the end. This doesn't give any way. She gives you a box. Yes. And, and the, the line, right? You know, it's booze, drugs, and a place to live. <laughs> so funny, right? So funny. But the idea of it, I mean, it could be construed, you know, construed, I guess, maybe in a new PC culture as sort of poking fun at, at people. Right. Who I think it does. It, right? But yeah, I would say that my character, I like to think he's a composite right. of a lot of different types of. Because uh, to be honest, and he'll back me up on this, have you been to New York? And I'm sure oh, it's yeah. the same thing in Toronto now. The panhandler is way different. Where like it used to be, here's some change or a cigarette, and then they shuffle off. Yeah, yeah. Now they want a conversation. If you're talking about something, they come in and randomly like, uh, you know, interject in your conversation. A lot of them are self-promoters. Some of them are, can I say, it, cock blocks. And like, you know, you'd be talking to a girl outside, and all of a sudden, like, hey, what's happening? It's like I was just the guy who gave you. So now what I do instead of like when they go like, I can pay for the cigarette, I'll go. I don't want any money. I just want a minute of your time. And then I pull out a very tiny Bible, and then I start. <laughs> but do you understand? Here's why he's a genius. Because I've been watching homeless people my whole life. <laughs> and I never realized that is the new homeless thing. They interject themselves yes. in the conversation. It's hilarious. It's the third That's, wheel. And the, and the cock third wheel. But even before the cock block, they interject. I've been looking at homeless people my whole life. I have also homeless jokes. That's brilliant. Oh, thanks. Damn it. Coming from him, that's very cool. And that's what you say in comedy. When somebody relates something, you go, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was right there. Fallon says that he thinks you're going to get nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> wow. How do you feel about that? Man, why not? <laughs> I wasn't really expecting one, but. So it was kind of. I was. I, Academy Award wouldn't even affect me, to be honest, because after I didn't get nominated for Grown Ups, too, I feel like it's a, it's a rigged game. That's how I feel. <laughs> it's a rigged game.
All right, folks, that's it. It's closing time at the House of Kraus. Oh, come on. I'm sure you've been kicked out of nicer places than this. My thanks to Colin Quinn and David Tell. Go see Trainwreck. Really funny movie. And you know what? It's going to make Amy Schumer a huge movie star, I think. Look out, Melissa McCarthy. Here comes Amy. Be sure also to stop by here again next Monday. There's new episodes of The House of Krauts every single Monday. You don't want to miss any of them because you never know who will stop by for a visit.